Okie dokie, sir, or ma'am. Let's go ahead and jump on to subject number four for season four, episode four, Cultural Teachings. This one is Skinwalkers in Pursuit of Happiness. Now, this segment is about how shapeshifters must be constantly changing their perceptions of success and never being satisfied with the outcome. And the only reason why I bring this up is because it seems pretty funny when you combine the pursuit of happiness with evil. Because if you're going to combine evil and pursuit of happiness, it's such a weird mixture. It's like it doesn't, it shouldn't work well, but it's like when you uh, cut and you remix a song and you add like lyrics from another song or music from another song uh, and then you can combine it like that, you know. So what I mean by all this uh, skinwalkers in pursuit of happiness is what really makes them happy? What is their final outcome? Because skinwalkers are so sensitive, man. They're so, they're, they're so delicate. Their feelings get hurt so easy. And then when that happens, the first thought in their head is, Oh, I'm going to kill this person. I'm going to witchcraft this person. And they, once, once they pursue that route or that road and for whatever reason, let's say they managed to kill this person, but that person was already like about to die anyways or whatever, uh, regardless of the, the situation or circumstances, the, will they be happy once that person is dead? You know, because what's, what I think happens is, yeah, they'll be happy. They'll be jumping around. They'll be like, oh yeah, I killed this person using a uh, black magic. So they're happy. They're, they're in pursuit of happiness. Now they're going to run into somebody else that hurt their poor widow feelings and they're going to go after that person. So let's say they're able to kill seven to 10 people, Navajos. And so they're feeling high and mighty and they're powerful and they're on top of the world. Are they ever really happy? Because what's going to happen at that point is other other skinwalkers are going to know that. And they're going to be like, oh, you know what? So-and-so over there, they killed, they got a body count of like nine people. So let's take their power away. And so it's a never-ending game of deceit and revenge and death. And it keeps rotating and rotating and going and going. And so... That's why I wonder, are skinwalkers ever really happy? You know, because uh, <clears throat> in the beginning, and this is what I was told um, by several um, elders, was that skinwalking, when it originally started, was for hunting. And that's where Navajos back in the day, they used to get the skins of coyotes and, you know, crawl through the grass and get close enough to a deer or an elk to shoot it and then um well to to pretty much deceive the animal and so they can get close enough to where they can kill it you know but why they use a coyote skin to <laughs> attack uh deer um I'm pretty sure I got that wrong somewhere I'm pretty sure I did but if, what I'm saying is eventually over time skinwalk uh, skinwalkers um wolf and coyote pelts were eventually used and then bears and um, mountain lions, cougars, you know, all these animals, the, the four-legged animals were 
finally utilized to get close enough to the prey so they could kill it, whether with a knife or bow and arrow, or if they were able to have the strength to twist its neck or something. So anyways, that's how that all started. Then eventually over time, someone's like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to use this against that person because they, they didn't, they took, they did not take their share of the meat or they took more than their share of the meat. And, you know, not only that, but maybe if it's a guy, he's like, you know, I'm jealous of that dude because his, his wife is freaking hot. So I'm going to, I'm going to witchcraft him. I'm going to use the skinwalking against him and um, get rid of him. So, you know, like I said, you know, it eventually evolves over time. And then now it's evolved so much that when there are skinwalkers outside of this Hogan, outside of the house, I walk out, they disappear. They run behind a bush, shrub, tree, building the vehicle and I'm like, why in the hell are you even bothering to come over if you're just going to hide? You really want to scare the shit out of me? Stand right there. Look at me through the window or meet me at the front door or just barge into the house and grab me and throw me against the wall or something, you know. But, you know, like I said, it's kind of uh, it's it's pretty funny how it evolved to the point where these skinwalkers are so masterful. They're so deadly, so scary, but they run and hide when you, especially when you try to look for them. And, you know, and the other one that's really good at hiding when you look for them are aliens and Bigfoot. So, you know, you got to give them credit because, you know, they're, they're advanced to the point where they could live in the environments that they created while us, like, you know, we eventually have to go to the store and get something to eat while they're out there, you know, manufacturing or not even manufacturing or finding a way to get sustenance and keep themselves going. But anyways, um, so when all this happens, um, especially with, um, you know, like I said, the pursuit of happiness and, the the thing about that is I, I was thinking about that movie, The Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith. And um, no, no, no. Was it this? Oh, no, no, no. It was uh, Rocky Balboa when he was trying to get his boxing license from that commission. And they told him, you know, no, they they decided that he can't get it because they decided that he's not worthy enough for it. He's too old and he might hurt himself. And he goes you know, what about that? What about that thing about may, what going after what makes you happy? And the guy goes, Oh no, that's the pursuit of happiness. And he's like, yeah, wh what about that? How come, you know, I'm going after this boxing license and nobody's too happy. And, and I think it was that Will Smith movie, but somewhere I heard that you will never have true happiness. You will only have the pursuit of happiness. And when you are in that realm, you know, you're always going to be trying to find that one thing that you would like to make your life, you know, settle, that you would feel accomplished. And maybe, yeah, some people will actually, they will actually achieve what they want. And that's their happiness. But 
you know, like I said, what's the skinwalker's pursuit of happiness? Is it constantly killing somebody, going after somebody, causing them pain? What if they reverse the curse? Then what's that skinwalker going to do? Like, oh shit, they discovered it's me. Um, or they'll be like, uh, what am I going to do now? You know, uh, maybe I'll hire somebody to attack this person. And it's like, you don't even have to do that, man. Just find something other than witchcraft, black magic, skinwalking, and just stick to it, man. Become an artist, write some songs, make some beadwork, uh, go exploring in caves, uh, <laughs> you know, start a business, uh, become a porn star, you know. If, if the skinwalkers can have all these superhuman abilities, they can definitely have a big penis and go become a porn star and what's that place called? Uh, it's a valley in Los Angeles. Uh, well, anyways, and so all that going on is why it's just a very funny thought to know that skinwalkers, they can't escape that, that cycle of pursuing happiness. Now it's probably negative. Yeah. You want somebody to die. You want them to get sick. You want them to suffer. Also, you can feel better about giving this person misery. But then at the same time, you know, it's like you can't escape it either. You're going to have to keep pursuing happiness. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I hopefully you understand what I'm trying to say here because it's very, it's very interesting to think about these type of things. And when I think of all the people who have passed on and died, I wonder in the spirit world, what is their thoughts? I mean, at that point, if you're in the spirit world, I'm pretty sure from what we all hear is that it's a nice place. You don't want to leave. Everything you ever wanted is there. That's where true happiness is, I'm guessing. And then you probably won't have, uh, what's that stupid word? Revenge. You, if you're in the spirit world and you're happy, regardless if let's, let's say you were a skinwalker and you kill these people and, um, you know, for some magical reason you end up in the spirit world and you're forgiven or you ask for forgiveness or however that works. And you kind of look back and say, Oh, I don't want to kill that witchcraft, that skinwalker that, killed me. I think I'm going to, you know, just let him be and they're going to be on planet earth and they're going to have to live in the real world and they're going to have to deal with their consequences. And maybe when I meet up with them, you know, they'll be uh, very sorrowful. And let's say that happens. The skinwalker that killed this skinwalker, you know, dies from whatever reason. And he meets up with that one. And, it, and the guy's like, why did you kill me for it? And the other skinwalker be like, oh man, I'm sorry. I just... I don't know what was going on with my mind or either that they might be like, I was just in a lot of pain. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Nobody wanted to talk to me. Nobody wanted to help me or, or just basically saying, I don't know how to ask for help. That's why I attacked you and I killed you. Now I feel like shit for doing that because I'm also dead. And I realized there was no point to it in the first place, you know, and it kind of goes into that same mentality of these cops and FBI agents you know, pulling out their guns right away and just kind of aiming it at people. And especially when people, you know, you can tell that they don't have any weapons. And, and then not only that, but why in the hell do these cops have pepper spray and nightsticks? You know, 
It's like, why you guys even have that, man? Shit, you guys just always go for your guns. You might as well just carry your gun with you everywhere. You know, gun in your little walkie-talkie. And that's how, you know, they kind of seem to me. So if there's ever a point where a cop points a gun at me, I'm going to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you want to pull the trigger, go ahead, man. But I want to talk to a negotiator because, you know, I'm sick of these fucking cops always trying to, you know, harass people. And that whole thing about defunding the police, I really have nothing to say about it because if anything, uh, for the Navajo Nation, if they were to defund the police, I don't know if they did, which I don't think they did, but that would give me more room to play around. And, you know, if somebody were to piss me off, then I could beat the hell out of this person. There'd be no, no repercussions, you know? And that's why, you know, I'm like, if the cops can't do it, then shit, I'll do it. And their job is to bring, well, I'm talking about mainstream America, mainstream society. Their job is to serve and protect. Well, how are you supposed to do that when all you do is grab your gun and your weapon and you point it at somebody constantly? You know, it's like, even in the movies, you know, I'm so sick and tired of seeing these movies where these cops and uh, FBI agents and whatever the hell it is, you know, government agents, they always got to pull out their goddamn guns and point it at the protagonist or the characters on the other side trying to make a difference. And, you know, it's just kind of gotten old, you know, it's, there should be a new way to do that as far as maybe having like these, I don't want to say these cops should take social service classes, but I really hope that these later on in the future, these cops know how to talk to people rather than always grabbing their guns. Uh, I'll give you another example. In Albuquerque one time, my late older brother, he was driving and we had this old truck and it was a, I think it was like a 1976 Chevy. And this cop pulled him over. And um, so my brother pulled over and the cop walking up to him, put his fucking hand on the gun uh, handle. Like if my brother was going to pull out like, like a machine gun and start shooting him up, you know? And then that cop, he told him, well, I pulled you over because you were weaving side to side. And my brother goes, well, you know, I'm just, I'm just driving this old truck. It needs an alignment. So then that cop called up another cop. So that other cop showed up and while my brother was still sitting in the truck, that other cop, uh, city cop, APD, uh, Albuquerque police department, the guy comes up on the other side, the passenger side. Now my brother's just by himself, you know, but he looked in the, he looked in the side mirror and that cop that showed up had his hand on his, you know, had on his weapon. And I was like, damn, really? He goes, yeah. I was like, yeah, see, that's where, you know, that's where these cops are just a bunch of pussies basically, you know, they don't know how to talk to people. And all they do to me, all they do is just reach for their gun, try to f blame this person and then write it in their reports and say, Oh, I done this now. It's part of my, my records. And you know, the police chief or commissioner or however the hell that structure goes, will be kissing my ass saying I'm the best cop ever. But <clears throat> anyways, that's kind of like going beyond the point, but so anyways, that's all I'm trying to say about skinwalkers and the pursuit of happiness is that they'll never be happy. So if they want to keep 
continue on uh, killing people. And if that makes them feel good, makes them feel better, well, that's fine. But once that living person is lifeless and has been buried, that skinwalker has now got to worry about that person's spiritual ghost coming after them. And that did happen to a Twojale skinwalker that we knew of. He was, as he got older, uh, he was, um, what was he doing? Oh, he, he was, after his wife died, he kind of, um, kind of went a little crazy and put, started putting like, this guy was like pushing 70 and he got his tongue pierced and he got his ears pierced. I'm like, dude, what happened to you, man? But when his oldest grandchild died in a car accident, me and my late older brother, we went to the funeral and the guy was crying, but because of his long history of dealing with witchcraft and skinwalking, he was howling, man. He was like, woo And I was like, oh, shit. You know, the hairs kind of stood up in the back of my neck a little bit. But later on, my brother goes, damn, did you hear that? I'm like, hell yeah, man. And, it, and then eventually later he died. But so that's pretty much what I wanted to say about, you know, skinwalkers and the pursuit of happiness. It's just... It'll never be done. You'll never be happy. So the best thing to do is probably just leave all that witchcraft and skinwalking stuff alone because you're not really going to get too far with that. And yeah, life is pretty hard when you got to do things, when you got to raw dog it and put all your ingenuity together and your determination and get things done. But you know what? In the end, it might be worth it. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure it will be worth it depending on what you're trying to do. Hopefully it's positive. Okay, so with that being said, let's move on to our last subject of the night, number five, Navajo apathy versus belief in God.